Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially the women. Soy is just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't, it's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. folks, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soa, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I am your host, and I want to thank you all for being in the cafe with me this morning. We're all blessed to be here, so thank God for that. This morning, folks, we are going to be talking about cleaning out your life closet. Our guest in the cafe is going to bring some phenomenal nuggets that we're going to share with you. So grab your pen, grab your pad. Grab your favorite morning beverage and get ready for real talk, real topics. I feel that real topics are important, very important, because you can't talk about what you haven't been through, what you haven't experienced. And the people we bring in the cafe are people who have these experiences, I mean experiences that are such that you can relate to, you can take notes from and you can grow from. So before we get into our topic today, let me bring on my right-hand man, Brandon B. Good morning, B. How are you? Well, what up, what up, babe? How you doing? How's it going? Sorry, let me ask you a question, right? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why is it, why is it, right, after you put on the ring, that's when everybody wants to start hitting me. I've had more passes thrown at me since I've been married. <laughs> like, I was just joking with my wife the other day. Like, I was like, yeah, I can finally get a girlfriend in Atlanta now. You know, because I, I don't, what is it? Could you, could you break that down? Like, what is it? I don't know, Brenda. I think it may be human that we want what we can't have. It's, it's a challenge, maybe it is. Or, or perhaps uh, they're married, too, and they're looking to have some fun. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about overt. Like, I've never... So, let me see. I think I've had somebody offer to buy me a drink once since I've been in Atlanta. And yesterday, I might have had, like, about seven different people offer to buy me drinks. Women. So, yeah. Just saying. I don't don't know what that is. And then Atlanta women are not that, like, bold. Whatever. Okay. That was my thought. I just, you know, I, just, I thought there might have been, a, I thought there might have been a secret to it. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I thought there might have been some psychology behind that one. You know how you do. But um, 
so tell me tell me about our 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 uh guest today. So her name is Corby. I know that and if I'm not mistaken, she wrote a book, but I think there's some other cool information about her that I think we may have to get out. So tell me a little bit about oh, yeah. our friend. So Corby Mitlet, oh my God, she she's phenomenal, Brandon, and we are actually lucky to have her uh, in the cafe with us. She is, is an author. Uh, she's a speaker. Uh, she has um, a, a background of of personal life experiences where she's constantly had to struggle and uh, get through um, certain difficulties that we all can relate to. And we're going to bring her right on the air so she can share um, that with us. So, yeah, let's welcome Corby Mitfield to the studio. Good morning, Corby. How are you? It's wonderful to be back, Soy. I am great. It's good to be with your people again. Ah, we are, we are always um, happy to have you. And we love a great conversation. Oh, we, we love uh, to have a great conversation. And you always bring us good nuggets, something to think about, something we can grow from. And I'm excited about what we have to offer our, our studio audience this morning. Simplicity is something that in this crazy world everybody needs. You know, what what I like about your book, Corby, is that it has um, worksheets in it, and it has material that we can use to um, chart our growth. So it's like a self-help book. That's exactly what it is. It's a self-help book for yourself, and we can use it to chart our growth. So I, I've been working through it myself. Um, I wanted to be able to uh, offer the audience some real feedback um, from some sessions that, that I've had. So we're going to talk about that when we get to the point where we talk about simplifying. So before we do that, let's give the audience a little bit of background on where you're from and, and how you've come to um, be an author and, and write about such a topic as, as cleaning out your life. Okay. Well, first of all, I have to give a special hello to all the Atlanta peeps because I lived in Marietta from 92 to 99. So I may be a New York bagel now, but I had my experience as a Georgia peach. Um, There's nothing wrong with being a New York bagel. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, my background has, it's been tough. But let's just say three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, the death of all three of my parents, two bios, and a stepmother I adored. But I have learned that when you have these challenges, they are for your growth. If you're like me, they then become material that you can teach with. God does not see you as a bowling pin and, you know, let me see how many strikes I can make. So just as an example, when I had my third bout of breast cancer, that was I was married a year and a half, and I used to have a Dolly Parton figure. And when the doctor said, we're taking you from the Dolly Parton figure to a fire plug in four months, tough, live with it. You know, yeah, I went home and cried for 24 hours. I'm human. But then I said, I have to find three reasons to be okay with it in order to move forward. So I said, fine, you don't have them. You can't get cancer there. They're not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year, and every woman listening knows exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and implants, I'll be perky till I'm 93. I can handle this. So here I am, 14 years later, at 63, perfect health, teaching, married for 15 years, it, because I didn't just roll over and say, oh, God doesn't love me, woe is me, but, again, simplified it down to what is the most important thing I need to work on, I was able to move through it. Now, you know, you talk about the 
worksheets that I have in the back of the book. Those are especially because, you know, how did I start? How many of us have bought 6,942 self-help books because the cover looked good and maybe the quick chapter we looked at looked good, but when we get it home, they're not talking to us. You know, fine, you want to tell me that I should be vegan and go to the gym every day? I'm sorry. Vegan doesn't work with my blood type, and I live in the middle of a hayfield in rural New York. Not happening. So those pages let you take what you read and make it work for your life. By the end of reading that book, my friends, you're going to write that with me. And that means that's your book, right for you and nobody else's. Again, a way to simplify things down. So let me ask, what, what simplify? So, so, so help me understand, help us understand, what do you mean by simplify it? So what, what noise are we canceling out? What are we simplifying? We are told so much, we should be doing this, and this is not right, and this is wrong, and why aren't you? And when we are trying to satisfy everybody else in our life, it's mm-hmm. like trying to cram 12 rooms of furniture into a studio. It doesn't work. So we really need to look at living life like a tiny house. If you're into, you know, this new tiny house thing where it's only 400 square feet and you're supposed to have everything in there that you need, well, you eliminate stuff. You realize, yeah, I read that book once every four years. I could get it out of the library. But you need your toothbrush every day. So you're going to look at the people in your life that are high maintenance. You're going to look at the stuff that you bought on a whim. You're going to look at the emotions that you carried from 30 years ago that really have nothing to do with who you are now. The whole point is when you look at life as a tiny house, you concentrate on what means the most for you and you clear your path. And it is so much simpler to live, to find the joy and to concentrate on what is most important for you, what you want to get to tell God you got to do when you go upstairs and he hands you a cup of coffee and says, so talk to me. Now, you know, what, well, I, like about that, that house, what I like about the tiny house um, process is that um, you gave an example. Uh, I think you called it the stuff experiment. And I want you oh, to yeah. hear this because this is so- yeah, so the, the stuff experiment is, if I remember correctly, it's where you find um, 25 things, uh, 25 things in your house, and you sit them on a table. So y'all that are listening, find 25 things in your house and sit them on a table. You stare at them for a series of minutes. You leave the room, and you try to write down what you remember being on the table. Now, I'm going to let Corby Explain why that is important, and then what you do after that when you simplify things. So go ahead and tell them what the process is about why they need to try and remember those 25 things and and what it symbolizes. All right. Most people are unable to list all of them. They even feel stressed trying. They can't remember the good feelings they got when they bought them or why they used it or had any kind of an experience. But part two of the experiment is you then choose five 30 seconds, you walk out of the room, and you can list everything on the table. What that means is you concentrated on five things that meant something to you. Instead of trying to hold on to more things than we could possibly manage, we concentrate on what we love, what we use, and what 
benefits us. You learn to live more with less. So that's that's a real interesting concept, and and and, and let me say, I'm sorry, sorry, and let me say that I, I love the analogy of the tiny house, and that's a very interesting concept to live more with less. Uh, we we spoke a couple of weeks ago about people that were dying to live as opposed to living to die, and I think that ties in perfectly. I, I like I like that analogy. Go ahead, sorry, what were you saying? I was I was thinking about the um, she mentioned stress earlier, and I was thinking about uh, a, a lot of times we we can't simplify our life um, because we are so stressed about different things and different things in our life, and and it puts some amount of stress on us. So um, what I was going to share and my own opinion about how I, I try and keep the stress down is, is, is I, I try to stay stay in the moment. Um, sometimes we tend to get stressed because we are thinking of what's going to happen after the incident or, or, or how we got to this place in our lives. And, and that does factor and it does mean something. But sometimes when we can't properly put things in, in order in time, it, it allows us to lose a grip of where we are. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have did this, I shouldn't have done that, it was a mistake, I, I did get married too soon, or I should have left a long time ago. But in this moment, you know, this is all I can control in this moment. And what decision do I make now to move to the next step? But but Corby has some interesting things in in her book um, about stress, and she calls it a friend. So can stress you explain is that absolutely. concept? Of how stress is our friend? Yeah. Well, for one thing, you got good stress and bad stress. We all have good stress. That's you know uh, the the minute or two before I'm getting ready to go on the radio I'm a little jazzed because it's I want to make sure I say things right and I've got my points done um when we go into a major test when we go into an interview we, you know our ourself is revved up so we are at our point but a lot of the bad stress is things like saying yes when we really should have said no and now having too many things to do in our life um buying a lot of things because we think that we have to keep up with our neighbors or, you know, I'm going on a date tonight. I don't know what to wear. I'll buy five things and figure it out later. It's a matter of learning how to use stress as, again, a teacher. And the two things I talk about as teachers, um, stress as the shot across the bow and stress as mission creep. Shot across the bow is, for instance, when I'm so busy that all of a sudden I eat two raspberry bars from my favorite bakery and the sugar hit is so bad that my heart starts to hammer and my blood pressure goes up, well, that's a big whack upside the head. Dummy, you know you shouldn't eat sugar. Be more careful. And you remember that. So that's a stress point that helps you. Stress as mission creep. You're, uh, you knit. You make great baby clothes. A friend asks you to make some. You say yes. Then the friend says, well, I work for my local public radio station. Could you make some for the pledge drive? And you say yes. And then they say, we would like you to make this certain pattern in these colors with um, yarn from our underwriters. And all of a sudden, what used to be this nice little hour and a half that you'd have every night after dinner is now just one more job. So there you learn when you have to say no when you have to say, this is as far as I go and no further. See that? that? Makes sense. That, yeah, I mean, okay. So uh, so establishing clear boundaries as well, right? Is that is that fair to say? 
boundaries are so important. Boundaries aren't barriers. Boundaries are like the gate that you can open and close. A barrier is just, here's my stone wall, and you'd better have learned to climb it. But no, boundaries are very important because that's another thing that helps us feel safe, takes down the stress, and within a boundary, you know what you can do and what you can't. That brings it right back down to simplifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really like that. So this is what we're about to do. We're going to pay some bills, Corby. Um, Everybody else, stay tuned. All right? We're going to get these bills paid. We're going to make sure that we keep the lights on, and then... We'll be back to talk more with Corby. And here's where it gets hot, guys. So stay tuned. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. All right, all right. So... Before we went to the break, Corby, you, we were all talking about um, stress and how stress is actually good, um, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a very clear indicator of where we need or need not be, and also boundaries, right? So yeah. how stress and the correlation of boundaries can 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 and more more often than not do work hand in hand. So mm-hmm. help me help me understand, right? So so in your book. You talk about, you say this really big, small word, and it's clarity. Mm-hmm. Why is, I mean, I get why you should have clear understandings of things, but why is clarity and the way that you phrase it and the way that you say it so important? The point about clarity is, I call clarity has a three-legged stool. You need to be clear mm-hmm. about your purpose in the world, clear in your relationships, and clear in your relationship with spirit, however you see it, you know. If you have those three, you're stronger at core. You know who you are and what you're about. It's easier to say no to things that would unsimplify your life and that would stress you. You know, I, I use the example of a ballerina. If she doesn't hold that point on the wall and keep looking at it as she spins, she falls on her ass. But if she keeps holding that focus point, she can spin all the way across the stage. She doesn't fall. Right. Right. And so that's, what what is that, like a center of gravity, if you will? Yes. And it is very, you know, clean glasses, you know, for all of us bifocal folk. It is, I mean, the whole, when we know who we are, then we know what we have to give to the world. We're not always looking over our shoulders. Because, you know, we're going right back to the whole thing about um, self-help books. We are taught, always wonder if we're right, if we have the right answers. We're supposed to look toward our doctors, our ministers, our fitness coaches, our psychologists. Even if we know something, we go and look it up on Google because we might be wrong. The more clear we get on who we are, 
what we want to give to the world and what we want to be remembered for, then all of the rest of the stuff drops away. My father desperately wanted me to be a lawyer. I'm sorry, Dad. I've worked for him. I hate him. They're awful. <laughs> I am an in, you know, I'm an inspirational hey, speaker. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Are you a lawyer, son? Hey. <laughs> Is that, is that a yay or a not yay, Soy? You know, there, I'm telling I've, you right now, I started I counting down. A, like a good one who was a First Amendment defender, and then I worked for a guy at Kilpatrick Stockton who then became general counsel for Equifax, and his whole career was making sure that uh, corporations didn't have to stand up for what they really should have stood up for. He is dead now, so I don't have to mention his name. But, no, I've seen the good that, and the bad with lawyers. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, uh, I have to agree with both of y'all. But, you know, lawyers are a tough thing. You know, they're, they're, I don't really think that there's too much in between. But um, either way, you know, I, I like that, uh, what, what you were saying, Corby. Um, <clears throat> and and I, and I have another question. No, yeah. well, well, well. Even beyond clarity, at this point, um, this is something that, and, and I won't get too too deep into it. But you mentioned, but, you know, your therapist, psychologist. Brandy, before you move on, I, I, I want her to say one more thing about about clarity because I, I want her to chime in as to um, why is clarity such an issue for for people? Because that that is uh, one of the most important bases of the three legged three legged stool as Corby is describing, but people get hung up on clarity because it's hard for people to be clear as to who they are. And looking in the mirror doesn't always tell the truth. So what is it that allows people to get hung up in in being clear about who they are, the surroundings of people that they're around, uh, whether they should work at a certain company or not, or whether they should discipline their kids, should they leave the marriage, what is it about clarity that's such a challenge that people don't always um, see things for as they should be or as they are? It is the 24-7 life we're all forced to live. When we were kids, you had three channels on the TV. You did not have a smartphone that was screaming for your attention. You remembered how to read books. You had time for your family. These days, you are bombarded everywhere. And so you lose your ability to focus. It's not innate anymore. We have to learn to shut down the noise. And clarity helps you do that. Okay. All right. There it is. There it is. There now it you is. have the floor, Brandon. Now you can ask your question. I just want her to clarify that. Thank you, Corby. Okay. You so see, we're fighting I, over I mean, you, right? We're fighting over you, Corby. Right. <laughs> and I always fight. This is part of this is part of what makes us us. Um, I, I will say this though. So as far as clarity goes, you, you know, you said something, and 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 I had to just you know do a little research. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned you know any individuals that you speak with or that give you advice or that help counsel you. Um, one thing I didn't hear you say in that though was a psychic or a medium or somebody of a spiritual nature, other than like you know. Um, like a pastor or a preacher, but somebody of a more uh, medium spiritual nature. What's your feelings on that? 
Well, considering I am one, uh, I have mm-hmm. very strong feelings on that. <laughs> uh, the whole point is, when you come to me, my job is to empower you and to help you see your options. If you come to me, I am not going to say, yes, you should you know, leave your girl, and then I see this other woman, and she, you're going to meet her um, you know, in the frozen pizza section of your local store. That's fortune-telling. That's what I call the Madam Hoo-Ha and Swami Swellanda crud. <laughs> but the best way to use an intuitive counselor, which is the fancy name for a psychic medium, is mm-hmm. to say, this is what I want. How do I get there? Or what is stopping me? Not will I. Don't ask us yes or no questions, because if you say, uh-huh. is my business going to be successful, and the psychic says, no, you're going to fail everything, but then I have this magic candle for $600, baby, you're setting yourself up. Besides, if she <laughs> says no, where are you going to go? So remember, right. you need to work with these people in a dialogue kind of thing. It's, a, it's very give and take with me and my clients. Don't sit there and say nothing and expect me to just roll stuff out. Because you have an entire life to look at, and I don't care if you're with me for an hour. No matter how fast I go, if I miss the one little thing you wanted, you're going to say, oh, she's a terrible reader. So realize we are professionals. You want to go to someone who respects you, who wants to help you have the best life possible, and who says, here are your challenges, and here's how to get through them. Here are your opportunities. Here's how to grab them. Remember, your psychic medium is your toolbox but we're not the repair person that's you i, I hear uh, that but you know before before we leave the show we're um, getting ready to, to shut down we're, we're coming to an, an end uh, of our segment and one of the things that we did talk about earlier was, was cleaning out the closet and simplifying which is where all this is leading to in the book you, you had um i think you simplified it to about 10 steps that you shared, uh, and, and y'all, please get the book. Please get the book. Um, Corby, before we run through those 10 steps, can you quickly tell people where they can find you, um, your email address, your um, web address, and where they can get a copy of, of the book, Clean Out Your Life Ab- Closet? Absolutely. You go to my website, corbymidlide.com. It's just my name.com. You can always write to me at corby at corbymidlide.com. If you want to get the book, and I suggest get it from me rather than Amazon, you're going to go to corbymitlide.com slash, and I believe that I sent you guys the link. Let me look it up here, Um, the link for the buy one. Order hyphen Corby's hyphen books hyphen here. Now, when you do that, you make sure that you put Soy Sent Me in the little note thing. Because if you do, you're not only going to get a copy of Clean Out Your Life Closet, but I will send you as a gift my new book, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkey. So you're getting a two-for-one. <laughs> All right. Now, um, she mentioned in her book she had some steps that will uh, assist you in simplifying your life. I, I want to run through them real quick while we still have a, a few minutes on the air. Um, there were ten. Here are the ones that I thought were, were most important. Uh, to me, and they were to be conscious. Uh, she also mentioned to detach your identity from your belongings. I, I thought that was powerful. Uh, she said, evaluate commitments and time takers. I'm going to say that again. Evaluate commitments and time takers. She mentioned go for quality, not quantity. 
limit your media consumption. We talked about that earlier. Do share the live, share the live, share this information, as well as share the show link. She spends uh, time talking about redefine the concept of enough. What does enough mean to you? Redefine that concept. And also one of the uh, ones I really um, enjoy reading was reduce, reuse, and recycle. Very powerful stuff. So, Corey, we want to thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you for hanging out in the cafe. Well, on your success, and, and do go and visit her website and purchase the book. Uh, in the comments, put in Soy sent me for your special discounts. All right, Brandon, say goodbye to the people. All right, y'all. Have a productive, clear, fun Saturday. just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. I hope you have enjoyed that segment of Coffee Talk with Soy. As I said,